My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Jesus to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is King. It's probably the first time that that phrase is broken out on a global level in a very long time. Not because the world has a newfound appreciation for the Roman Catholic liturgical calendar that celebrates that title every year on this, the last Sunday of our church year. No, that phrase is trending because of Kanye West, seemingly the most unlikely of sources. Here it is after over his 20 years of being in the music industry as a rapper, singer, songwriter, producer, after myriads of headlines, controversies. A month ago, Kanye released his first Christian hip-hop album entitled Jesus is King. And to the shock and the surprise of the entire music industry, especially the music critics, who at most gave it mixed reviews, it's become this international hit. It's topped the charts on a whole bunch of different lists of genres, but including the most important ones to the music industry for top album and top singles all across the globe. This album's release and his very public and bold proclamation of Jesus Christ as King is relatively new. But in interviews, he reveals how this has been an evolution for him over the last few years. He began in sharing his testimony last Sunday at the Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, where he was speaking to Pastor Joel Osteen, saying, God has been calling me for a very long time. But the devil has been distracting me for a very long time. And he explained that it wasn't until he was at one of the lowest points in his life, wherein he was suffering a mental breakdown in 2016 and got hospitalized in Los Angeles at UCLA, that he finally started to respond to God, started to embrace Jesus Christ. And he tells of how Jesus Christ met him at his lowest place, How he knew that the devil had tempted him personally with every shiny thing possible, as he describes it, that he could have ever been shown. 
but that he found that in accepting God's plan for his life and embracing radical obedience to Jesus Christ, that saved him. It saved him from this, this mental breakdown that he was experiencing that was causing so much distress. It saved him from himself. And it saved him on a deeper, more important level that has eternal implications. This newfound faith, though, kind of revealed this dichotomy to him in the world. He said that he started to encounter Christians who were seemingly reluctant to preach the gospel to him because they thought he's the superstar. And Kanye responded, I thought the only superstar was Jesus. And he was baffled to see people trying to get him to soft pedal this, this newfound faith while looking around at the world and seeing how loud everything was around him. Observing that we get constant advertisements for everything, for, for strip clubs, which he accurately describes as sex trafficking or alcohol. He said we get all these advertisements for these spirits and things like that. But then when you bring up the name of Jesus, we're told to quiet that down. These things, the reluctance of Christians to preach to him and the brassness and the aggressiveness of the world that we live in motivated him to be even more bold and want to create this gospel album. And the result is that now there are signs, there are articles, there are things trending on Twitter and Instagram all over the place saying Jesus is king. Kanye's past and his somewhat erratic public behavior in the past has fueled a little bit of skepticism, just, just a little bit. The Los Angeles Times on Monday had a headline saying, Kanye West's five most outrageous claims at Joel Osteen's church. And when I read the article, most of those things weren't outrageous at all, but were either things that were taken out of context. Since I listened to Kanye and Joel Osteen's entire interview, I know they were taken out of context, or they're things that most Christian believers would agree with. The Washington Post pivoted Kanye's appearance at Lakewood Church as an opportunity to criticize evangelical Christians and try to sow seeds of doubt about the legitimacy of Kanye's conversion, as well as to sow seeds of division by claiming that those who were never fans of his before and now are embracing him were simply doing so because they're racist. Not even considering that perhaps a person might not have been a fan of Kanye's previous public behavior that was sometimes glamorized in his celebrity, which he's now renounced, and is now that he's born again, Kanye might align more with their beliefs, but I digress. Anyway, it's been fascinating for me to watch purely as an observer. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not ready to make him the spokesperson for Christianity. I couldn't name a song or an album that Kanye West is connected to from his past. My first recollection of his hymn was like, he you know, stormed the stage at the MTV Music Awards when Taylor Swift was standing there, this poor thing, wanting to get her award or whatever. So I don't really know much about him apart from these few things. And to me, I'm not coming to my, my faith and my belief that Jesus is king because of Kanye West. I'm sure some of you are relieved to hear that. But anyway, what is fascinating to me is that the anger and the vitriol and the hate that's directed at him because he's now decided to use his celebrity to profess his newfound faith and belief is fascinating. Some of his former friends and associates and colleagues and fans of this self-proclaimed greatest artist that God ever created, who didn't have a problem with any of that other previous behavior 
or antics or any of that you know, stuff that was there have now disassociated with him because of his faith. There are now new critics of him, people scrutinizing his every move, his every word, his every tweet, just waiting to pounce, hoping to prove this was all just an act and it's not real. Why? Well, in part, because no matter who says it, no matter what day and age it happens, no matter what the context, when you declare Jesus Christ is king, it's going to create controversy. It makes people very uncomfortable because it's a dividing line. It's an incredibly bold claim. And for us as Catholics, we're a bit more elaborate and even more precise. In this celebration, we declare our Lord Jesus Christ, king of the universe. Maybe Kanye will use that for a follow-up album. But think about what we're claiming there. We're not just saying that he's king of us who follow him. We're not calling him the king of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, which would put it just on a, a spiritual realm. We're calling him king of the universe. That means he's more powerful than your university president, Dr. Cole. Don't tell her that. (laughs) That means he's more powerful than our mayor, our governor, our president. That means he's more powerful than our archbishop, our pope. Every visible person of power, of influence, of authority, they pale in comparison to the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, the king of the universe. Yet, very strangely, we would think to validate the the boldness of such a title that we would have readings that that speak of universal power, of greatness, of the awesomeness of our God and his son, Jesus, who is entrusted with this authority. Maybe we would have started with a, a reading from Genesis to hear the creation of the universe or the story of the Exodus of God's people where the Lord leads the Jews from the slavery of the Egyptians by the parting and separating of the Red Sea into two so that the Jews could escape safely into freedom. Or most certainly, we would imagine the story of Jesus' resurrection from the dead or his glorious ascension into heaven, that that would be an appropriate gospel for us to proclaim today. The greatest victory of any king in the history of humanity, thereby validating why we're being so bold and calling him king of the universe. But instead, the church with this gospel we proclaimed forces us to revisit the horrors of what happened to our king. We just heard that account from St. Luke of Good Friday. We heard how that title king was used in a way of derision, as a way to mock him by those who carried out the, the brutal and savage murder of crucifying Jesus. And that's intentional. The paradox of Christianity is that in the brutality of Good Friday, Jesus' true power and his true authority begins. Rather than fighting all those proceedings, calling upon legions of angels to help and assist in that moment of seeming defeat, Jesus accepts the pain, the senselessness, the loneliness of death on that cross knowing that when he does defeat them in the resurrection, he will be able to speak to every human being who will ever encounter the cruelties of this broken world of ours. I know what you're going through. 
He knows not just on an intellectual level or from observing the pain of someone he loves that he can empathize with. He knows having experienced all of it himself. So when people suffer a tragedy, experience a loss, endure pain and fear and worry so badly that they think it's going to do them in, Jesus says, I know what you're going through. When we feel alone and scared and abandoned, when we're hurting in ways that we try to hide from the world, Jesus enters into that and says, I know what you're going through. But it's not about simply bonding with humanity in their suffering. We don't come here to commiserate about the horribleness that we can experience in this life. We can dare to stare at the crucified Jesus. We can dare to share our own personal crosses and crucifixions here, knowing that it is in Jesus Christ alone that our sufferings can be transformed. That Good Friday was not the end. Had it been, his early followers would have sadly recalled that horrible day, recalled it with that sad realization that their hopes and their dreams for that man ended on that cross and years later would have forgotten all about it. And few would ever remember his life or his death. But instead, we recall Jesus' death knowing that he did overcome that. And he came back from the dead. And he came back not looking to settle scores with those who inflicted such evil on him, but to save those very people and every one of us from sin and from death. We come before our king who comes to us, who still offers us his life, death, and resurrected life when we eat his body and blood in the Eucharist as the most intimate way he can say, not only do I know what you're going through, but even more, I am with you and I will stay with you always. And he looks to us, those who boldly claim Jesus is king, to boldly testify to his authority in our lives and to proclaim that to the world in word and in deed. Lost in the midst of all the press dissecting Kanye West's every move last week at Lakewood Church and his interview was something that was even more important than that appearance. Two days before, he made this surprise appearance to the Harris County Jail, saying that this is a mission, not a show. And before hundreds of male and female prisoners, he performed selections from his album. Prisoners could be seen on video jumping up and down in excitement, on their knees in prayer, weeping as Kanye performed some of these gospel songs. One of the prisoner, prison chaplains who knew one of the prisoners said, you could see the brokenness in her life and she bowed down and the tears just began to flow. And you could just see the impact and life-changing moment, that defining moment right there. Whatever happens with Kanye's career, for those there that day in that very, very dark place and experience this, this moment of light, Hearing Jesus is king and declaring that themselves, the chaplain made this prediction. He said, imagine some of the lives that got changed, who when they go back out to their community, they can look back to that moment and said, I remember that day. I remember that day when my heart was touched and my life was changed. May we rejoice that our lives have already been changed.
by our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. May we find the courage to share that good news and invite others to experience that it is indeed good news for themselves.